there's uh, gravity, there's all these forces going on in what we're in, but we're not of that, yeah? So that, what is that? But, but, but a negation, yes? There's a description of what we're not. So in a way, there's a description of the world that we feel we're in. And then there's a negation of that world by we're not of it, yeah? It's a beautiful negation. So here, we try to describe the activities that imply a noun, a historical, long-lasting, independent, separate object that takes itself to be, or is used to take itself to be a, a subject. Yes, Just, that's the confusion. So by seeing what we're not, we find out what we are. Instead of trying to find out what we are by through what we're not, we see we're not that which we're trying to find out what we are through, and we find out what we are. Yeah, and there's no, uh, it doesn't boomerang back. <laughs> it's not like has, it's not like something, the invitation can be repeated but the fact doesn't repeat itself. It just is, yeah? And so you've seen through a lot of the assumptions or the presupposing, as Ramana calls it, the one uh, basic one, which is that presupposing. And the pre is so important in, in, the, in the explanation because it's true that we're under a huge influence of time here. Like, the concoction that we are gets sort of uh, agitated by this idea of time. And the time is felt and we believe that it's linear. Yeah, it's just a belief that there was a past, there's a present that something's moving through inexorably to a future. So with that being a very solid programming, if something used that trick, if they use something, if they, if they, it's like that thing with the three, with the P and the three things, yeah. If there's past, present, and future, and then a magician just went like this and moved, and then what, what came after was now before, we'd be fooled every time. We'd pick the wrong cup, yes? Why? Not because we can't see, but the, how we're being defined by a form of looking. And in that form of looking, time is an exorable movement forward, past, present, future. There's no future. It's not like you shake it up and throw it like a, a, a pair of dice or three dice. And it's like past, present, future, past, present, future, future, past, present. No. So by when something does, when something changes that, we don't see it. So that which is presupposed to be before was really a product of something called claiming that came after, yes? So the whole game board, because the game board, there isn't a game board, it's pictured from where we are. So when where we are gets shifted, we see everything differently, yeah? We see, we see up is down and down is up. We see false evidence as real. All this stuff starts coming on and we are in a certain trance that we set off more like, it's sort of like a, a pebble in the water that it sets off this, this thing on and on and on. And we get more and more confused the less and less we wanna be confused. We get more and more confused because 
we run into this conundrum. I can't use what I am to find what I am. Yeah. And it goes against, we just keep backing up. Like self is an incredible, the idea of selfing, I could be, you know, I could be off, but as far as I've seen it, the selfing doesn't get this simple statement, self can't get out of self. It just doesn't get it. So if it doesn't work one way, it backs up and gets in it. it it's gonna run into the same wall, but it thinks it's a, it has a chance by a different vehicle, yeah? So it's in the toilet, it runs into the wall, backs up, gets into a Dodge, runs into the wall, gets it, oh, the Rolls Royce is definitely runs into the wall and it just won't get it, yeah? And the reason why it keeps getting fueled is, okay, maybe it had, over the years, it becomes clear that something is fucking with it or something is like steering is grabbing the steering wheel. Something is is causing the tire to turn extremely left or something. All right, so we call that self. And now I wanna get out of that because I feel that that is the problem. That's the unrest, the irritability and the discontent. So if I get out of it, I won't have unrest, irritability and discontent. I'll have the opposite. Yet, so I, I objectify self, which, Actually, it's a, it's objectifying selfing. We objectify selfing, call it self. And then as Paul, I want to get out of self. But Paul is the act of is selfing. Yeah, Paul isn't Paul. Paul is the idea of Paul. Yeah. So and you can talk to your blue in the face and warning and and telling Paul self can't get out of self and it doesn't fucking get it because it doesn't see itself as self. It sees itself as Paul. And Paul should be able to leave something that Paul isn't, yeah? But the fact is, Paul is of the selfing. Therefore, it can't use the selfing to get out of the selfing, yeah? It's all part of the selfing, yes? Like when people say they're the observer, they're not observing shit, yeah? There's a lot of observing, but there's no observer. Yeah. It's just observing. There's just seeing. There's just realizing. There's no realizer or seer. So this whole thing is we're trying to describe like that little, I got, I lost when I w went to Barcelona. I was walking down the Ramblas. Somebody was playing this thing and I thought, oh, I can do it. I lost 50 euros like that in a second. <laughs> they just switched around. I thought I could follow it. I said, dude, nope, wrong, 50 bucks. I just like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> but the fact is, it's so quick, the claiming, yeah, that the selfing will claim it's never going to be, never do selfing again. Yeah. And then on and on and on and on and on. And the more that's revealed, it's going to claim that aperture setting, yeah, which is the seeing, and say it's the seer. So as soon as the thief is comes into the light, the policeman shows up. It's funny, yeah. So I I just want to pound away at it because it's not about doing anything. You got enough shit to do, yeah. This is about just having a reflection on 
the undercurrents of what you call your whole life. You know, your mind is, you, you've got to feel something underneath your feet. It's, you know, we're not that far out to lunch, I hope. I mean, does, does the thought system, just listen to it for five minutes, yeah. The thought system, does the thought system just take as a, as a fact that the perceived is what's perceiving, yeah? It goes completely against the statement of Hoang Po. Now, you don't know Hoang Po from anybody, but let's say Hoang Po, I feel, is a great master. So he said a very simple statement. Whatever can be perceived, all right, that's every one of us, can't be perceiving. Now, listen to the head. It's one of its main assumptions is what can be perceived is what's perceiving. The language is constantly saying, after the event of seeing that you're the seer, the body. <laughs> I mean, do you? Th why would you want to move to like a, a secondary class? Why wouldn't you want to see the fundamental basic, the basis of how we're living, you know? What we're standing on and question that because maybe it's not, obviously in Buddhism, they say everything is inherently empty. So it doesn't have a reality in and of itself. Yeah, it's given meaning, yes? So where is that meaning coming from? The tree isn't telling me it's an oak tree, yeah? I tell myself that's an oak tree. The tree is not saying shit, yeah? So basically it seems like if there is a dreaming, we seem to be at the sort of mouth of it, yes? I feel like we're the vessel for a lot of meaning to be given to a lot of shit. Yeah, like it's captured in the Course in Miracles, lesson two. Hey, it's not saying like an order, you and I, it says you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. What? Yeah. Like put that on for a second. Yeah, just see, okay, I'm gonna slip my one leg into that all and then put the other leg into the everything. It's pretty, I'm, I'm in it completely. You know, I'm giving everything all the meaning it has. Maybe the idea of Paul is one of the meanings that's been given. Yeah. Yeah. So this body has been given the name Paul and given a lot of meaning. Obviously, some of them could be construed as the center of the universe. I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. It tends to be you know, the most prized object in the world of objects. Yes. I mean, I don't give a shit if you're having a bad day, but if I'm having a bad day, ah, that's earth shattering. Yeah. I'm going to call everyone else and tell them. So obviously there's something going on. Let's get down to the basics. Eh? Yeah. This isn't like uh, you know, one of those knives that has five different things in it. It's a negation, non-duality. It's negating two-ness. Now, if you don't want to know what two-ness is, maybe it would good, it'd be nice to get a basic understanding of it so that you can recognize the, the, the underlying two-ness of everything here. Yes, subject, object, day, night, uh, closed far, the systems, the brain seems to work in a binary system, yes? So you start getting a feeling of, 
of this tunis. Why? So that then there's a juicy negation of it, yes? The understanding allows a sense of uh, I mean the understanding is alive, you know, the message is alive. It's got a pulse. So you recognize it yourself. You see, Jesus, look at this span of life. I was a down and out drug addict, and now I'm a recovered person. That, that's a pretty incredible dualistic swing. I was this, and then I seem to be this. I'm neither, obviously, but it went this way and this way. Doesn't everything go like that? Yeah. Like I remember I used to, I share it a lot. You know, I had a Tai Chi teacher when I was younger, and uh, sometimes I would be feeling bad for a few weeks, and I'd call him up to see if I'd get some help. Yeah. Uh, so he'd say, as soon as I said, man, it's I, everything's sucking for the last month or so, he'd say, congratulations, man. And I'd go, what? Yeah, it's going to be better soon, obviously. And then when I was going really great, he said, I'm sorry, yeah, because it's not going to go well soon. So basically, there's a swing here, yeah? Why would you want to base a long-lasting, independent, separate entity on that seesaw? Why? Yeah? And knowing that you give everything all the meaning it has, so when the seesaw is like this and you're here and you want to get there and you think the only way you're going to get there is moving and then when you get there, it goes down and then down, yes? There's no freaking escape. The lightness that you're hoping for becomes heavy as soon as you arrive. Yeah. Here's the seesaw. You're here. I don't like it. I'm going to go here. You can never get there. You can never have, stay here. It goes, and hopefully two and two makes four. You see, wait a minute. As soon as I get involved, things change. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if I have a lot of vested interest in promoting myself, it may do the exact opposite that I'm hoping for. What? Yes. So let's realize something, maybe. Let's realize the seeming predicament we're in. Our seeming condition is based on outside conditions. If I have, the, like my mother, my mother at a certain point in my life, we didn't talk much at all. I'd come home from, you know, from months away and she'd say, uh, Paul, do you have a haircut before I get there? Yes. And uh, are you working? Yes. That's all she wanted to know. Do I, you know, do I have a haircut and am I working? Didn't care how I felt. That, that was just basically it. Yeah. So her condition, her idea of my condition was based on that outside, outside. Yeah. Now, outside conditions are volatile yes you can't seem to control a lot of shit yet it seems like a necessity if you're going to have a stable condition you have to try to make outer conditions stable which that's not their nature yeah so basically it's like being on a seesaw and trying to get a, a, a five blocks five you know things and then hold it yeah it's gonna it's not gonna be reliable but what about if you're not that long-lasting independent separate entity that maybe you are of context that you are of all yeah 
And it, just a few drops of that dropping into what you seem to be in will bring a lightness that you'll never find here. You'll be, you'll, you'll be the bearer of the lightness, not the finder of the light, yeah? So the seeker is the sword. Is that true or not for you? Yeah. Is whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving? That seems obvious, yeah. Everything is inherently empty. It's given meaning through us, yeah. Some people have a, you know, they've had a belief and maybe they've had an event in their life that they called the worst thing that ever happened for years. And then suddenly something happens to their life and it turned into the best thing that happened. Yeah, like a lot of people, the worst night I ever had is when the cops pulled me over. But then if they get sober, they go, well, I wouldn't have gotten sober unless I got pulled over by the cops. So actually it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, what was it? Was it the worst thing or the best thing? It's based on our condition. Yeah, <laughs> really. So, you know, yeah, so let's go open up, eh? Anybody want to raise their hand? working for John W. He's asleep now. That's good. Uh, uh, he came back. Uh, JP's looking good. We got PK. John R. I hope you're all right in there, John, wherever you are. Somebody, uh, we got Josh S. James Lebowski, probably. Otaj. Not of the Mahal family. It's Taj. Just Taj. We got James. James is in boxes, but not of boxes. Just remember that, James. You're surrounded by boxes, but you're not in a box. You're not of a box. Anyone? No? Oh, great. Oh, there's, oh, there's Z. And Janine, nice to see you too. Yes. Hey, Paul. Uh, this is Anu. I couldn't figure out how to raise my hand. So I'm just going to unmute myself. Yeah, how are you? Good. Um, um, you know what you just said about um, the policeman and the thief? It just seems so like central and fundamental. I think um, I've heard you talk about this almost at every uh, meeting. And it, it just seems to be that's a pivot everything turns on is that um, most of our thoughts seem to be involved in, you know, either, you know, creating the guilt or feeling guilty about feeling the guilt. There's always, you know, uh, that going on in the mind. And I think after I've been listening to you for many months now, and there's, there's been like a noticing of what's going on many times. Um, and it's amazing. It's like, it happens once. And then again, the, you know, the system regroups and again, it just, whatever, it just get, gets behind 
whatever I've noticed, still there's another level to go there. So, and I've never heard this message from anyone else. I think this is amazing. And the second thing, which is um, I realized is that many times I have, I, some thoughts arise that like really led me to do certain things, but there was no reason for that thought to come up. And I'm realizing that my thoughts are not my own. I, because of what, you know, it was, there was no reason for that thought to come up. And I did something because that thought came up and either regretted it or worked out really good. I think it's, you know, we just, um, I realize I'm just leaving it up to, you know, a higher power, uh, what comes my way. It's not under my control. And it's actually a huge relief. Um, all I can do is notice it maybe, so. Great, I knew, yes. Relief is the best teacher, really. It tells you why you didn't have relief. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, every time in a way there's a seeing of the system, it weakens it, it does. Because it's, in a way, it's it sort of has uh, falsely claimed our light as its light, yeah? And so when we see it, there's a taking back of the light, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So those aren't just, uh, just because it shows up again, uh, doesn't mean it's not showing up in a new light. Yeah, more gets revealed, yeah. And then when you see it, that it's mechanical and there's no volition to it in a way. This. See, because of this programming of being the doer, yeah, and the idea of choice, that programming sticks a lot of tails on a lot of shit, yeah? So this, that's why when people, they get guilty about selfing, yeah, <laughs> that they've been selfing all day. No, that's not true. There is no one that did it or it or is, there's no one that stops it. There's a stop, there's a doing of it and a stopping of it, but it hasn't, it doesn't have to do with a volitional you. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's mechanical. It gets triggered by whatever it comes in contact with. It doesn't, it's not what comes in contact with it. It arises after there's contact. Let's say if you, some people would call it consciousness or awareness. Yeah, but first that occurs. And then in time, the mental state is made aware of something and then it just claims. It. Yeah. And then it just uses that to reinforce this identification with this idea that you're a long lasting independent separate entity, which is the acquisition or the claiming of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, doing, all that. Yeah, yeah. And then the interest of attention almost in a way, because it's presented as you, gets, uh, becomes, it's like, you know, something that was able to free range is now destined to stay in a very small field of possibility. And it just runs around that little field uh, not seeing a whole lot, really. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy that it's working. That's yeah. it.
Yes. So what I noticed is that um, right now I'm able to notice or then it happens only when I'm under duress that it becomes very obvious. It's not like uh, all the time. Um, I, you know, I don't know, maybe this will expand slowly or but when I'm really uh, under a lot of fear or a lot of anxiety is when I actually, this just becomes very clear to me. And so the, the fear also, it doesn't have that kind of uh, grip to it anymore. It, yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, yeah. But the point too, in my feeling, you're not going to be a sentinel or a vigilant one you, you lose interest in the whole thing. You see it when you see it, but you know it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You see it when you see it, but you know it. There's, there's, some, there's been a being convinced, let's say. So, yeah. It's not, it doesn't, you don't take a, you don't take a new role of, of the, the sentinel or the, the <laughs> witnesser or whatever i don't feel that i feel there's a real you get released from a lot of that uh made up tension yeah and you just live the day yeah the best you can now i have it easy but maybe they go hand in hand because i don't have i'm not working a five or nine to five job and trying to you know produce things other people want you know, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm doing my best to emulate you, Paul. I also not working, hanging out, not doing any meditation, just uh, doing that. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> well, good. I'm, uh, it's not for the. It's not for the. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Follow. There's a drum playing. You follow the beat. Huh? Yes. Everyone yeah. has a good assignment and you, there'll be a, you'll recognize it after you sit down in it. Yeah. And then why, if you're, let's say there's two possibilities as an action figure, you can be taken care of, or you may not be taken care of. Why not just uh, entertain being taken care of? <laughs> I mean, just lean that way if you can. I mean, if it's a leaning, just lean that way. And then also, you know, you'll know the tree by its fruits. If, if you've come upon principles and those principles have been sound and they don't uh, need any uh, crutches or constantly reinforcing it, they're pretty sound and you live by them or they direct you, then you come to believe yeah, that something has done for you what you can't do for yourself. I like that that kind of story for the action figures. I like the idea, like in Sufism, where people who are, are and were very, very clear that there was no thing, were calling that no thing the beloved. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of, of imaging it to live as an action figure. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to paint if you were living in a canvas? Yeah, why would you want to just make a huge zero and just go into the absolute void? No, you would like to paint and be an art project, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. So I love the idea of, uh, you know, obviously it's us anyway, but some 
that there's an aspect that was hidden seemingly or unsuspecting, uns unsuspected that, that has become, and I can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, or smell it, but it's the most intimate thing in this life to me. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. And, and you know, you'd like to express it, but it's no need to express it. It's expressing through us. So it's just sharing it as you really. You don't have to try to be specific. It comes out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What amazed me is that uh, stopping the medication has been great. Like I don't, I used to meditate a lot before. Yes. I, don't miss, I don't miss it. I feel my mind is pretty quiet a lot more, you know, without yeah. the effort. So thank you so much. Exactly. Why well, get, see, there's a statement in recovery. Uh, we have 12 steps of, of program, you know, and basically the goal is a spiritual awakening. So therefore it's already met. You are a spirit, but whatever. And so one of the, one of the steps is, uh, seek through through seek through prayer and meditation to improve one's conscious contact yeah so a lot of people get caught up in the prayer and meditation but the intent is to improve one's conscious contact now realizing that you are the conscious contact i would think that would be a very nice way of improving <laughs> the conscious contact yes yeah so a lot of times people get caught in some of the suggestions of maybe a way to improve something, but why not find you are that something? Then there's the being of it will be the way of maintaining it, so to speak. Yes. If I am a condition, uh, being aware of that would be the maintenance of that condition. <laughs> you know, you know what I, mean? I wouldn't have to do so much shit to maintain the condition. I'd be, I would be being that condition, no matter how it appeared in my head's view or what my head said. Yeah, I'm being that. So to me, that's the highest form of maintenance is to be a spiritual condition, not to have one, but to be one. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of hard to ask for anything. You know, if you're praying, what do you ask for? You, you are that, right? Yeah, yes. You pray for, you know, maybe to be of maximum use to yourself and others, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you are the prayer, so to speak, at the, you know, at a certain point. Yes? Yeah. yeah. See, the head wants you always to be looking for a future arrival. You may be where you want to arrive right now. See, this is, it doesn't like to see the, the already sonism of uh of the inherent condition it wants to it has a desire that yeah i would love to become a saint but being a saint never now i'm too fucked up and shit like that but becoming a saint i could sign up for yeah see it this the head is always in an act of becoming and unbecoming but it's it's never in a, an act of being because it's not it's not something that's being it's an activity, yes? Yeah. The activity is hoping to become what it wants to be and unbecome what it thinks it is. Yeah. It's always going through the patient. Yeah. Yeah. But it's totally into becoming, but not being. No. 
It has no interest in being. Yeah. It thinks it's being Paul already. So why would it be interested in being anything else? Yeah. 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 So see that you're not Paul and then there'll be a sense that the immediacy is all at first it's very uh it's like that story we used to use with the knock on heaven's door and the person knocks on heaven's door and the door opens immediately and there's god and it's very off-putting because he thought maybe it was god was at the 15th hole or something it may take a little while to get to the door but as soon as the door is hit it's he's there but that's that's the the sense of that being is so immediate, yeah, yeah. Like you never catch it when it starts to beat. It's like a beating heart already, and maybe you hear a beat, but it's never like was never not beating. Yeah, it's always there, always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones we make up. <laughs> People make up some doozies. <laughs> How can a, a shit, you know, a food eating, shit taking, physical, uh, deodorant using thing purify? <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> Seems to like, you seem like <laughs> you start with, your hands tied behind your back. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've got to go through a purification. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thanks, Anu. I'm so happy that, uh, yeah. Isn't it? See, this is the, uh, the new logic. You're getting more, re more relief from not meditating than meditating. This is the logic we're trying to imply. There's a logic, a seamless logic to this message. Yeah, and that's one of the demonstrations of it. Yeah, when you stop doing all this shit to feel good, you feel better usually. And then, you know, people tell, you know, they, anytime you run into what really works, your little failed thought system says it's paradoxical. <laughs> that makes no sense. Thank God it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The sense that you make is fucking senseless. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the only, when something really works, it's seen as paradoxical from a failed thought system. <laughs> That's a that's a mystery. No, it ain't. <laughs> There's too much interest in what you're not. What you're not can't get uninterested in what you're not by trying to lose interest. That would be more interest in what you're not. Get clear about that. Something stops. You stop trying to, you know, burrow or make a new door in that dead end, and then things change and you see something. Yeah. And then more and more gets revealed. Yeah. You go, oh, it's just obvious that my own vested interest is looking out for my best promotion. No, it isn't. Your vested interest is trippy that I would probably do better with turning my life over to a lot of you than it 
than I ever did with my own life because the vested interest in it is a mutating. It's a, a quality of mutation. Yeah? yeah. Yes. So all these assumptions that I had about the direction of life and how it goes and who's going and what works, it was completely off base, completely. Yeah. And most of it was supported by a mental logic that believes the cart is, is in front of the horse. Yeah. And you can get to the you can get to the horse through the car. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had uh, yeah. Common sense isn't that common, as they say, eh? Yeah. Like Zen says, you know, there'll be a clarity and then blue will be blue, red will be red, yeah. Things will be clear, simple. There's no won't be a big why around everything. Why? No, it's just blue is blue, red is red. Yeah, things come, things go. I feel good, I don't feel good. It's just on and on, yeah. It's like this, we have a bumper sticker from a, a spiritual center. I go there just to get these bumper stickers, which is, it says, empty phenomena rolling on. That's a pretty wow. good one. Yeah. Empty phenomena rolling on. I think I have one somewhere, yeah. I usually buy all of them that they have and then sell them to people and give them to people. <laughs> people stop me at the gas station. What does that mean? Empty phenomena rolling on. Voila, us at the gas station. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, Paul. <laughs> Everyone thinks, well, there was, a, there was a sighting of empty phenomena rolling on in 1999. No, right at this moment. That's what's happening. Empty phenomena rolling on. <laughs> it's rolling down incline called time. <laughs> That's funny. All right, honey. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh Hi, Paul and everybody. Who's this, Mary? It's Julie. Oh, Julie. Um, Mike just unmuted me. Trying to find you. Oh, Julie, how are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> so, a new, and your this conversation is apropos to what's been on my heart, I guess. So, um, I guess I've changed a lot, actually, most since I, I mean, I, whatever, since I've been listening to you, um, I was a Buddhist practitioner for a very, very long time, lots of meditation, blah, blah, blah. And like you guys are just saying, like the no meditation and just letting go of all the, the programming about spirituality and needing to attain something. But then here I sit in this body, in this time-space dimension, and I'm like, well, now what? Like, I don't really feel, I still have some programming about, you know, feeling like I need to do something. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not motivated anymore. Like, I used to want to save everybody, you know? 
And now yeah. I'm like, the more I let that go, <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, now what do I, 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 I guess I have to get a job now because I need to eat food. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't have a job and I still eat food. So I think I just needed to hear a little bit about like how we take care. I mean, I, it, I think it's what you were yeah. saying about the paradox or something. I don't know. It just seems to happen. Yes. Well, we, I just talked to a man, Michael, from uh, on the on WhatsApp today from Australia, who's in, in, in the Dharma for 29 years and stuff like that. And, you know, when that balloon popped, it's, it's uh, sad and stuff because he wanted to save everyone and the same, same. And these are noble things, but to see the, those ideas were claimed and the mental state made up a Julie, yes? And now that part for the, like the real Julie to step out, there's no real Julie, but the imagery, that part has to, you know, the, you got to take off that uniform, you know, that wardrobe, yes? And, uh, and sometimes the period of uncertainty or when, you know, this, the, the emperor uh, has no clothes, the clothes are coming off, there's a period of discomfort, yes? But you're just being moved to another seat assignment. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It just, uh, this happens to a lot of people because there was a sense that what they were interested in was their life, was them. Yes. And then suddenly there's there's a questioning now of that interest in all that and something that rug gets pulled out from underneath us. Yeah. So it's uncomfortable. It doesn't matter to who or what, but there's a discomfort because there's familiarity and then there's a sudden change and stuff like that. But uh, the dance isn't over. Yeah. You're just being moved to, you know, the music has come up. Yeah, you're getting you're getting uh, evicted because maybe you wouldn't move off of that one seat, and you're getting moved to another seat. Yes, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I guess too, but I feel like the seat just got moved to like some other storyline. You know what I mean? And now instead of it being of like. Course. Don't worry about that so much. This is the problem because it's not volitional. Of course, the head is going to react to being in a new seat and is going to spin a story. That's what it does. Okay. It's no volition. It's not doing it, Julie. Okay. Yeah. It's not. There is no person that's choosing that. Yeah. It's just, it's a mechanical thing. So uh. if you go from one way of life to another way of life, the narration you know, maybe goes up in the air because it's like a speed bump, but it gets, it starts driving down the, uh, the fucking interpretive road and, you know, develops a new narrative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you see it not from the object of the narrative, but the subject you from before it. Yeah. Yeah. Just see they were different. 
basically they had different wardrobe demands. You had the Buddhist narrative. Now you're going to have the after Buddhist narrative. You'll probably have more colors, which is nice. You'll be able to wear different shit. <laughs> Become a little more flamboyant, whatever, you know. So there's a, you'll just get a whole new wardrobe in the new Cedar side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I've seen it a lot. I remember when I was 